Welcome to Elite Golf. I'm your host, Andrew Storm. And today I'll be having on a guest. Her name is Leah Harvey. Leah is a nutrition coach and she's based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Leah specializes in lifestyle transformation with weight loss and health outcomes. She began studying fitness, nutrition, and metabolism with metabolic effect in 2015 and earned her coaching certification through Trim Healthy Mama in 2018. She continues to study leading nutrition science and practices evidence-based coaching, working with each client's individual goals to develop their personal results program. She has achieved her own personal health transformation and is passionate about helping others become their healthiest selves by fueling their bodies properly. So Leah goes into depth today and talks to us about uh, overall fitness or overall nutrition. And then she also gives us some, just some tips of, of what kinds of foods we can be eating on the golf course to maintain our energy levels and, and play with that energy that we really want to play with when we're at our best. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Leah Harvey. Can you sh- so share with us how could people, if somebody wanted to make you their nutrition coach, what would they do? How, how do they get in touch with you? Um, what can you share with us? How can people get in touch with you or how can they get more information about you? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so you can find me online. Um, my business is called Lively Co. And you can go to livelyco.com, which is L-I-V-L-I-C-O.com. And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. My handle on Instagram is Lively Leah, and I'm just Leah Harvey on on Facebook. And people can um, apply to work with me. And there's a, an initial free consultation to see if coaching is a good fit for them, that type of thing. Um, but I'm always just trying to um, continue putting out content that is relevant and, and helpful as well. So perfect, awesome. Well, thanks again for sharing that with us, and. Um, I uh, wish you a healthy 2020. I'm sure it will be. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome to chat with you, and um, hopefully it's been super helpful for your listeners. Um, No doubt. Absolutely. Uh, I'm curious, what got you interested in nutrition? Where did that come from? And um, You obviously seem really passionate about nutrition, and just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, about... Uh, it's 2013, 2014, I got really interested in fitness and uh, started working out, getting in the gym more. I learned how to lift weights and started seeing some really good progress there um, as opposed to just strict cardio. Um, and so as I started seeing results, I got really interested in the nutrition aspect as well for you know, performance and um, just optimal strength really what nutrition should go along with um, the workouts and the type of exercise that I was doing so that's kind of what led me down the the path of education and discovery just to figure out what what are best practices and um, the some of the information that I came across at the time is your standard kind of outdated unfortunately um, poor nutrition device for sports and athletes and so give us, give actually, us an idea of what that is yeah so um, a, a lot of people get really stuck on the calories in calories out kind of mentality and calories definitely have a place in the equation in the discussion but they're not everything um, performance and I mean our bodies are um, 
are, they're not a calculator. They don't operate like a calculator. We actually have a system in our body that measures calories. But what's happening is this, this um, hormonal chemical messaging throughout our body. And um, so nutrients are actually really, really important to having optimum performance. And so um, the calories in, calories out, you know, counting and reducing calories, that type of thing. Also like the low fat um, diet mentality where, you know, people have a lot of fear about eating fat. And so I was following low fat uh, diets, trying to eat everything, you know, not really washing things like, like sugars or ingredients, other chemical additives and things like that. So um, kind of led me down a poor pathway and I started to suffer quite a bit and um, had some repercussions from that just not being fully nourished sure um, so no better motivator than your own success right you right have a little success and then it's like right. oh I want to learn more about this and get more involved with this yeah yep kind of hit a big brick wall wanted to troubleshoot that kind of reverse engineer so that drove me to studying more about the metabolism and the mechanism of you know both muscle growth and fat burning and just optimum health in general because um, my health started to decline pretty rapidly went through a pretty difficult season so that's what gave me a passion for helping people not only um, avoid the pitfalls that I fell into but really just achieve their best self their most optimal most energetic self so they can be the best version of who they are sure and I have to admit you just you seem so passionate about helping other people too with this I can see that when I talk to you that yeah that's exactly what led me into coaching was to be able to not only share what I know but to you know, I, I feel very passionate about where our culture is headed in general for, you know, as far as nutrition. And uh, so I really want to bring awareness and just empower people with the decisions, with the information that they need so they can make decisions for themselves, sure. make a, an informed choice about what they're putting in their body and have an understanding of what that's going to do for them. So. Sure. So do you have any just basic nutrition tips for our culture in general, right? Just maybe for somebody who's listening to this, um, who just would want just some basic information on nutrition that would be uh, helpful to them. Um, not necessarily performance related, but just something really basic mm -hmm. uh, in our culture. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a great question. And um, I think something that's really lost in the standard American diet is nutrient density. And what I mean by that is we're eating foods that have a caloric value, like there's something there we're eating, but the lack of nutrients in our diet is really not giving our bodies what we need to sustain. Our bodies were designed to run on nutrients, mm -hmm. and so when we're not getting those, we're not opti you know, operating at our optimum level, and you know, you're seeing the widespread rise of chronic diseases in our culture and so I think turning back to eating real food we're eating so many food like products that are just truly processed and they're not actual real whole food sure. so getting back to eating foods that come from real sources um, can go a long long way um, and also going back to what I touched on before about the low fat mantra that is something that's really still prevalent there's a lot of fear surrounding um, I think fat dietary fat specifically and meat red meat you know like the whole cholesterol and the whole heart disease conversation um, and it, it, the studies are showing that 
the 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 links between heart disease and um, high cholesterol, bad cholesterol, really are not linked to meat, red, especially red meat in particular, and dietary fat the way that we thought they were. Um, there's, a, there's a whole long conversation to have about that, but um, I would say don't fear those things and um, use them for the nutrients that they can provide. They really can, they're nutrient dense. Um, you know, like I said before, whole food, real food sources of protein, good dietary fats, and just getting a really balanced diet. Interesting. So are you saying actually that the fat in a steak actually has some nutrients that we that we can use? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. See, that's, that's something that I'm just learning right there. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. So just the fat itself is providing some, some healthy nutrients for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and even just in a, a sense of energy, um, dietary fat, especially from meat sources, can be a really sustained form of energy like I think a lot of people who have a a diet that's primarily based on carbs they go from (laughs) you know energy crash energy crash and they're constantly having to pick up their blood sugar with something that is carby starchy or sugary and if you start implementing more dietary fats you can avoid that by um, leveling out your blood sugar levels and having more sustained energy throughout the day interesting so basically just what I gathered from that kind of your advice to just overall health is cut out processed foods and it's okay to eat fat on like steaks and things like that right it's okay to to eat more fats yep yep totally okay absolutely and I think that ought to be pretty liberating for some people because I remember the day that I first allowed myself to eat some animal fat with or some animal meat with some fat on it I think it was like a a baked chicken thigh a roasted chicken thigh and I had been eating dry hard rubbery chicken breast for so long that like it was the hallelujah chorus when I took my first bite it was so good you're like oh my my body was like yes I needed that this dry chicken breast is awful yes yeah Yeah. and now you're like oh this is good yeah and another thing I want to say about um the healthy dietary fats is that um we need good cholesterol in our bodies Good cholesterol comes from good, healthy fat sources. Cholesterol has many functions throughout the body. One of the big ones is our our brain function and just mental clarity, sharpness. And so for people who are wanting to, uh, or maybe struggling with like brain fog or um, those afternoon slumps and things like that, having good cholesterol built up in the body is a very, very healthy thing. Um, Because not only is your brain, you know, (laughs) your thought center, but, uh, and you want clarity, sharpness, you know, all of us striving to be yeah, our best self. Absolutely. But the brain is also the command and control center of all the other systems in your body. The HPA axis, which is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis in the brain, controls our hormones, which are, um, they basically send chemical signals all throughout our body. So we want our brain to be healthy because we want those functions to all be operating top-notch. So protecting our brain health. And again, that comes from having adequate dietary fat. Sure. So when you say that, like a couple of, like the main food that comes to my mind is like uh, any any type of nuts, right? Like almonds or walnuts, things like that. Like would those be, would those be kind of what you're talking about as a healthy source of fat? Yeah, there's quite a few. Nuts are definitely a good source of fat. Um, they also do contain carbs and so tend to be pretty um, energy dense, calorie dense. Um, so I always recommend uh, 
watching portions on that just because it, you know a lot of people can get really tripped up but other good sources of dietary fats are again animal meat protein um, some people like to go so far as to you know pursuing like grass-fed or all-natural meat when you're consuming the fat um, which can be good as well um, but avocados are a great um, source of fats Coconut actually provides a lot of um, good quality fats, coconut butter, nuts, nut butters. Um, even like butter is a good fat. Wow. And ghee, which is clarified butter. Um, dairy can be a source of good fats. Um, some people have tr trouble digesting dairy. It can be a, um, not so good for some. Others do fine with it. So that's kind of really individual. Sure. But yeah, all good sources of getting those dietary fats. Interesting. Awesome. Um, let's shift gears just a little bit now. So most of this audience is going to be golfers. So if we can offer some sort of nutritional advice uh, to them, that'd be awesome. They're generally walking outside four to five hours. I'm more or less thinking about right now like a tournament golfer, like somebody who's playing in an event. So they're outside walking four or five hours. It's hot outside. You know, what, what would be um, like something good for them to eat maybe before they went out and played or after their round? That's a good question. And I will say I'm not a, you know, sports nutrition specialist. Sure. Um, and this is very, very individual. I think everybody's body is, is so unique and their needs are very unique, which is why I love one-to-one -one coaching because I can really dial into what that individual needs. So um, everybody's going to be different. Um, but I would say that golfing as a sport is less glycolytic than other sports, um, meaning um, you're not sprinting right. um, and you're not you know, hefting large amounts of weight or something like that. And so um, less glycolytic is going to mean relying less on a need for glucose so I think a lot of people think of uh, carb snacks um, throughout sporting events whether you're eating granola bars or doing um, you know just glucose packs or something to keep your energy up and while some might do fine with that I think it would be really beneficial for uh, for people to work toward becoming more fat adapted so less reliant on glucose as energy, um, being able to rely on um, not only dietary fat, but also uh, your body fat as well, sometimes for energy. Um, and I understand that your audience probably isn't in the whole, I need to burn fat or lose weight category, uh, like some, some of, of my clients. Um, but like I mentioned before, just the sustained energy and the mental clarity from being able to be fat adapted and use fat for fuel is going to be so beneficial rather than feeling like you're relying on that next hit of glucose. Um, and so transitioning maybe more to high fat diets. Mm -hmm. you hey, know, and, and I'm not saying that carbs are bad. I don't want you to hear that at all because the carbs definitely have their place. Um, but for someone who's wanting like a golfer on the course, who's wanting to have a really great match and to be able to keep their energy up, their focus good, all those things that, that you are wanting on the course, uh, I think that, um, yeah, training your body to be more fat adapted. So 
in doing so, I would say prior to you know the event, you could have a you know a, a hearty meal. I don't know what mm-hmm. time frame, but you you know you could have a good breakfast. I would definitely say protein. Fuel up with a lot of protein because protein is very satiating and it's going to keep you full for a long time. And you don't want to be <laughs> you know feeling hunger and thinking about hunger the whole time. Sure. And then um, and then adding to that a good amount of dietary fat. So. For snacks, uh, I think, you know, again, we mentioned nuts before, but I also think that um, like a high quality jerky or a meat snack or something that are not only portable, but again, going to be protein and fat based are going to keep your um, energy sustained through that time. So um, this might be a little bit (laughs) going a little bit too deep, but there's also um, there's also a benefit to going into what's known as the post-absorptive state. So after you consume a meal, your body's digesting that for a long time. So it's about three to four hours. And about around four hours, your body goes into a post-absorptive state where you're not digesting anymore. Your, your digestive system is at rest and you're able to assimilate the nutrients that you consumed. And it's really healthy to get to that state. So as opposed to grazing and snacking every hour to two hours throughout the day, allowing your body to go into the post-absorptive state, which again is three to four hours after a meal, is really beneficial. So in terms of a four to five hour meet or match, you could start out with a high quality snack and then have something towards the end as well. Um, And again, you know, if you feel like you need energy throughout that time on the course, you know, you you want you want to have something on hand where you can sure you know if you need a snack for two hours case, that's great yeah. yep totally if you're hungry have a snack but it can be beneficial to um, to allow your body to just have that time digesting what you ate and then you know coming back with some great fuel after um, the meat and refueling again yeah interesting okay yeah I, I guess. I was under the assumption, this is obviously because I'm not super educated in this area, that you know, you would want to eat every just every couple hours just to, to keep that energy level. But I didn't know that what you were just saying. That's so interesting. If you give a few hours to let that meal completely digest um, mm-hmm. and let that process take effect, mm-hmm. that can be really beneficial. Awesome. Um, just sticking with the golf theme here for just a, a couple more minutes, and then I just want to ask you just one or two other questions. Um, what, what do you what do you recommend for for drinking on the golf course? Do you just is water just good, or if you're in in a hot place and, and your um, temperatures are warm and you're sweating a lot, is it is it better to have something with some calories? That's a great question. I think having plenty of plain water is really key. Hydration is very very important. Now, when you are in a hot environment or sweating a lot you can lose electrolytes when you sweat um, lose sodium potassium magnesium they get excreted when you sweat and so sometimes if you're sweating too much regular water cannot be quite as hydrating so I would recommend supplementing with some electrolytes maybe in your water to um, not only replenish that, but that can actually boost your energy as well. It can keep your energy up when your muscles are, are well hydrated with the electrolytes, which um, referring to electrolytes, those are specifically sodium, potassium, magnesium. 
and so there are some good electrolyte supplements out there that you can add to water. Some are flavored, some are not. Um, when choosing one, I would just recommend one that is natural, um, naturally flavored and sweetened, not with sugar or with chemical sweeteners, sure. but a natural sweetener such as stevia or maybe erythritol or something like that. Um, as far as drinking calories, I generally don't recommend that, although I think there is a place for it. And again, this might apply if you need some actual fuel, but a snack is like really inconvenient. You could maybe make a shake or um, like a bulletproof coffee or something like that, where you're giving your body some nutrients and you know, it's, it's liquid calories, more like a snack though. So I wouldn't recommend just sipping on that or drinking that the entire time, but maybe keeping it more to, um, you know, drinking it at one time or maybe within like a 30 minute window or something like that. Sure. So, yeah. So plenty of regular water, uh, electrolyte supplementation. And if for instance, a drink is more convenient than an actual snack, then yeah, you can drink calories. What would you say are the fundamentals of nutrition? That's a really good question. And when my clients come to me and, you know, basically at the end of the day, they just want to know, okay, what to eat? What do I actually eat? Mm -hmm. so, um, so the framework that I coach, um, the, the structure is, is very simple, actually. So we embrace pretty much all the food groups. If there, if there is an allergy or food sensitivity, that's the only reason why we would exclude a food group. Other than that, pretty much everything is in, and this is where we get into individualizing the client's journey, but the basics are, I'm sure you've heard of the macros, macronutrients, right? We've got protein, carbs, fats. Um, everybody's pretty familiar with those terms, and so in order to figure out how to eat to lose weight, and to get healthier in general, when I help my clients build a meal, so they're going to they're going to base the meal with protein. Protein is absolutely essential. Protein is functional biological material in the body. It doesn't get burned off for energy the way the same way that carbs and fats do. So protein goes to the regeneration of all your cells, your tissues, your organs, um, obviously your muscles. Your bones are actually mineralized protein, so protein is just is absolutely essential for overall health. Um, without it, without adequate intake, you're looking at, you know, in the long term, sarcopenia, muscle loss, bone density issues. Um, That's so and, interesting. Like, I know I brought this up a couple days ago when we were talking about this, but how then, if somebody has a vegan diet, do they just have to eat way, way more? vegetables in order to get that protein they need? Um, yeah, honestly, I, I don't know exactly how vegans get the pro the adequate protein that might need. My guess is that most of them aren't. And I think this is, this topic is like poking a hornet's nest because um, vegans tend to be pretty protective of their lifestyle. Sure. But um, yeah, either they're having to eat a lot more um, of Broccoli. their <laughs> foods, yeah. their, whatever their protein choice is um, and and I feel like there are some of the, the protein choices for vegans that are um, less ideal I think soy um, has some pretty detrimental effects physically long term um, especially for hormones so um, 
so I don't see um, the, I guess, the safety and efficacy of soy protein type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be concerned that that person wasn't going to have enough protein and enough muscle for longevity, essentially. But um, back to the building my client's meal. So we're going to anchor it with protein. Protein is very satiating. Obviously, it's, it's, we, our bodies need it. Um, and uh, it, it also helps to stabilize blood sugar. And any weight loss diet absolutely has to stabilize and balance blood sugar. Blood sugar issues are one of the leading causes of many different like disorders and chronic illnesses. And so you want a diet that's going to stabilize and balance blood sugar. So protein helps to do that. It helps to modulate your blood sugar response in the body. So we wanna make sure every time we sit down to eat or snack, we get a good portion of protein. Um, and then with regard to carbs and fats, you know, I refer to those as the fuels. Because like I said, protein doesn't get burned off, but carbs and fats are fuels that our body uses for energy. So when my client is in a weight loss phase, I have them pair their protein with either a carb or a fat, but not both. And there's, there's um, metabolic reasons for that. I don't know if you want to get into the science behind that, but um, basically that is what is going to help someone's body burn fat is when you give it one fuel at a time. So sure. either carbs yeah, or feel, fats. Feel free to share that with us. Yeah. Awesome. So when we consume carbohydrates, there is an immediate response in our body. In fact, when we consume anything, there's a response in our body. So when we consume carbs, what happens is um, that gets digested and converted into glucose, which enters the bloodstream. That's blood sugar. Now, high levels of blood sugar is toxic. If our blood sugar was high all the time, we would die, like it, it would kill us. So our body has a fail safe. We have a hormone called insulin that as soon as our blood sugar is elevated in our bloodstream, insulin goes into production, goes into the bloodstream to remove the blood sugar and deliver it to the cells in our body for energy. Now that's a really good thing. Insulin saves our life. <laughs> But the problem is, like I was talking about with blood sugar balance, this is happening chronically. Our diet is so full of processed carbs that spike our blood sugar really high, really fast, really often, then there's where the problem is because our body cannot keep up with the insulin, insulin production. Yeah. And guess what? When your insulin takes the, the blood glucose away for energy, it gives it to your cells. Well, your muscles, will say, okay, we're done, we got enough, take that somewhere else. Well, it goes to your fat stores. So when you are excessively consuming carbs that spike your blood sugar and you have this insulin thing going on, that's what leads to additional fat storage because your muscles are overfull, your other cells aren't receiving the glucose, so it goes to fat storage. Same thing if you were to consume dietary fats on top of those carbohydrates because when you consume fats and carbs your body's always going to deal with the carbs first because again blood sugar is toxic doesn't your body doesn't want you to die so it's going to say okay i'm going to deal with the carbs we're going to deal with the glucose that's fine we've got these dietary fats 
these are gonna go away in storage for later because we don't wanna die. We wanna deal with the blood glucose first, fats wait here, <laughs> basically. But what happens is later never comes around. We're eating again so frequently that the fat that was stored um, in our fat tissue just stays there. Yeah, it doesn't get burned off. Doesn't get burned off. So that is why it actually is so effective to separate them when you're eating. Um, so you're going to pair your protein at your meal with a carbohydrate that your body, you know, and we're talking about a good carb, a slow burning, gentle carbohydrate that your body can burn off in a timely manner and then get on with things. Or a good healthy dietary fat that's gonna give your body nutrients and fat doesn't spike your blood sugar. So it's not gonna have that insulin response uh, that carbs do. So when you're fueling with one or the other, your body can efficiently burn one of them off in the amount of time before your next meal. And then referencing that post-absorptive state that I was talking about, um, when your body has fully digested that last meal that you had, you can switch fuels. Like if you wanna have protein with fats for breakfast, three to four hours later, you can have protein with carbs for lunch and keep your fats super low. Like don't consume a bunch of fats there. Would there be any downside to having always protein and fats? Um, for some people, no. I think for some people, carbohydrates can be super beneficial um, and necessary. This is where it gets very individual. Um, but sure. some people absolutely thrive on having protein and fats only. I mean, that is basically one of the fundamentals of the ketogenic diet. I was just going to say, yeah, are you a fan of the ketogenic diet? I think there's definitely a place for it. I think some people thrive on it. A lot of people can. And I think one of the, one of the benefits of that is becoming fat adapted. It teaches your body not to rely on that glucose spike for energy. You have much more sustained energy throughout the day. But I don't think that means you have to swear off carbs forever. And I think there is a very specific application for carbs. Um, I think people can benefit from them in a wide variety of settings. I think athletes can benefit from the right kind of carbs. Um, women can benefit from the right kinds of carbs because of our hormone fluctuation. Very important to protect that hormone balance. And, um, you know, I think there's an, an enjoyment in carbs and sometimes, yeah, of course, <laughs> sometimes your body just needs that. Now I'm not talking about pastries and pop tarts and things like that. Right. I fully believe in, uh, removing those from our diet, but, um, yeah, carbs from the earth, natural carbs, and of course, vegetables as well. Um, vegetables are something that goes with every meal, especially the non-starchy kind, that don't have a lot of carbs or fats, mostly just fiber, um, can be added to any meal as much as you want. So, sure. yeah, so what ends up happening is my clients have a very well-rounded and well-balanced meal plan where they're consuming enough carbs for their body when they need to, but it's, it's not causing them to store fat. And they're consuming enough dietary fats to have happy hormones, to have good cholesterol, to have a healthy brain, so at the same time that they're losing weight, they are really elevating their health overall. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, my friends, that is Leah Harvey. I hope you all learned as much as I did during that segment. 
feel free to post uh, any comments or questions uh, on my website at andrewstormgolf.com regarding this this here episode. I just want to uh, state, you know, I think I think we all crave a good cheeseburger or uh, a big hearty pasta meal every now and then. But I just want to encourage everyone to be healthy. If 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 you're uh, on a kick right now where, where you're not eating good, give it a try. Give it a try for a couple of weeks. I just want to encourage you to eat a little healthier and see how you feel. I found for myself that when I'm eating really good, I feel like I have a lot more energy. And when I have a lot more energy, I feel like I'm getting more out of life. So obviously, we all are free to do whatever we want and enjoy life in whatever way that is for us. But I just want to encourage everyone to be be healthy and uh, vibrant. Have a great week, my friends. I will catch you next time.